The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, and hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest and the fiercest debates in the world of PlayStation, and boy, do we have an angry debate. It's going to probably be pretty cordial, but we do have uh, some interesting thoughts on a big PlayStation topic, Uh, but before we get there, I'm joined this week by Mark Medina. Woo! I, I don't even think that you were picked up on the mic, Mark. It's fine. I didn't, I didn't hear you at all. I got nothing. All right, cool. I got nothing witty to say today. Cool. I'm mad today. For anyone who is not watching the video version, I think he tried to do a big woo, and it didn't. It didn't work. Oh, that's so weird. You just tried to do it, and it cut out. Oh, okay. So it must be like a, I bet it's like a VMix thing. I bet it's like a thing like if you hit a certain pitch, it it cuts you off. This is Everyone in the audience is like, yeah, everyone in the audience is like, what's VMix? What's wooing? (laughs) (laughs) No excitement allowed on this podcast that's a sims term and we're not going to get into that because that it gets pretty dicey and adult rated uh but we're mm-hmm. also joined this week by jada griffin let me give it a try Woo! i heard the beginning it, and the end yep it started and then you hit a certain decibel and then it was like enough this is a, this is a no nonsense vmix is like a no nonsense podcast it's like platform. hey stay like, on it, track it, stay on track yep. focus up talk about what you need to talk about yeah let's get this done vmix is on the clock if you're if you're wooing, <laughs> yeah. you're not you're not talking. I was like, and what are you gonna rhyme that with? Because poo is the first thing that comes to my mind. It doesn't seem to really, it doesn't seem to really fit the situation. See, let's right now. start I, I, I over. Personally, Kate, Kate, I personally, start start the podcast over. This is hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome to game. No, damn it, that's wrong too. Anyway, we do have a lot of actual uh, fun PlayStation stuff to talk about. Uh, for those who may have missed it because it, it premiered on a day you may not be used to checking out Beyond, uh, we did put up earlier this week a spoiler-free discussion of our thoughts on Horizon Forbidden West. If you didn't happen to see that already, please go check it out. It was a really fun discussion with this wonderful group. Uh, a lot of in-depth stuff, but kept it story spoiler-free, late-game spoiler-free, did not want to ruin the experience for anyone, so please go check that out. Uh, I guess some spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn in there because we talk about the setup but other than that uh go check that out if you haven't and uh as i had mentioned on that show if you're playing horizon forbidden west in the coming week when it comes out on february 18th let us know right into beyond at ign.com give us your thoughts on it and and we want to read some of those on the show in the future weeks but Mm -hmm. uh other than that i think 
it's time. Oh, no, I do also have to plug FanFest. IGN FanFest is this Saturday, February 19th. Jada, you're going to be in the I'm comments the whole there. time. Yep, talking and chatting and banning and hiding comments. <laughs> <laughs> there will be people that need it to happen, but I'll also be there. I'll be running polls. I'll be talking with people. Um, I will, you know, I'm sure somebody I, will ask me what my lunch is because I always get that question of what I'm having for lunch that day. So I will share my lunch. It's probably going to be like a burrito. I'm not sure though. I don't care why you would ever have to do that. There's never been a bad comment on the internet as far There's as I'm aware. There's never been. I know. Everybody is a saint on the internet. Like The internet is only given to people who have proven their personal worth and score to the, the, it's like, a morality the, the entire track. world. It's a morality contract. Yes. Anyway, PlayStation. Uh, but go <laughs> check out FanFest this Saturday, uh, February 19th. Take a break from Horizon. Go check it out. We're going to have a ton of exclusives, awesome interviews, a uh, whole big project that a ton of people have been working on, including uh, Brian Altano has put a lot of work into it. So go check that out if you're uh, looking forward to some hot, cool exclusives. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, and before we get to all of you playing Horizon Forbidden West, which I am very excited for everyone to get to, because I can't wait to talk about it more, uh, we do want to actually have a discussion kind of prompted by the weird release week that we're in. We're going to touch on it a little bit later in the show, but if you didn't happen to see, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has officially been released, it seems. Uh, Cyberpunk got a sort of 1.5 patch update. Mark is doing a very slow clap. You can do it if you'd like. I thought no, he was, I was making I was a, like, I I was like a shrugging, like, oh, like oh, surprise. Okay. But, but when I did it beat. like this, yeah, nobody could see me because I'm in such a small rectangle and so i was just like this is now my shrug that's your shrug (laughs) (laughs) um we'll talk about playstation eventually uh but no with cyberpunk coming out it's now available the ps5 version is available it's a free upgrade if you happen to have bought the ps4 version when it was available and not off and delisted from the playstation store um but that update is out it does add some performance updates to the ps4 i believe base version but primarily it's focused on getting that ps5 update out the sort of new bells and whistles that comes with um Uh, offering a bit closer to a PC-like experience because as, you know, we discussed on the show way back when and and Mark and and, and Jada, as as you can both speak to, obviously the PC version was the the more ideal version of what people wanted that game to be. It wasn't completely Mm bug-free. People ran into a a ton of problems, of course, but that was sort of the more realized experience of Cyberpunk. So, you know, it's now back out. It seems like a a new renewal for the game, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, but it now throws an interesting... game into the mix because in this two-week period we have cyberpunk 2077 being relevant again horizon forbidden west coming out this friday and then elden ring coming out next friday that is three massive open world games rpgs tons of stuff to do uh and probably you know you're going to think about whether you want to spend your time all on one and focused on one before moving on to the next, if you want to split between all of them and one of the things that is often an element of big games like that and small games especially on PlayStation, is something we actually haven't talked a lot about on the show in recent years, but is something I, I think about a ton, which is trophies. Um, obviously, trophies have been around for a long time, so I'm not going to get into the history of PlayStation trophies or anything like that. But we wanted to sort of talk about the current state of how we feel about PlayStation trophies, how some of you feel about trophies. Thank you to everyone who wrote in to me on Twitter uh, when I asked for some, some responses. Uh, but we're kind of going to talk about like, how they affect our game experience, what they add, maybe what they take away, what they distract from, what they, we feel the benefit of chasing trophies is, what, what trophy hunting is for those of us who like it, and what it isn't for those of us who don't, and also how that's changed over time. Um, especially, you know, going into these three games, 
they really bring up the balance. I was I was slacking Mark earlier before the show. I I am in that weird case of like I have been leaving the final story mission of Horizon actually hanging because I'm in that weird like well if I do it do I care about all the side stuff or do I need to do all the side stuff first or can I do it after and still enjoy it? Because in the back of my head I'm mm-hmm. like well it's going to be to get the platinum of course at the end of the day is why I'm going to do all this stuff. So it's yep. it, I I think it is fair to say even for some people who who don't love them trophies have affected the way many of us play it, it's not affected mm-hmm. everyone obviously some people play just fine without them, them and, and and we have comments about that and i i, I want to read all those different perspectives but i think all of us on the show have engaged with trophies a bit some more than others recently perhaps but we've all engaged and enjoyed or not enjoyed aspects of them so i kind of wanted us to to talk about that um especially as, as both of you have pointed out you know there were there were some comments a few weeks ago when we brought up trophies about like the nature of them and it's Something we want to discuss because it's probably a question lingering for a lot of people jumping into big games like this. Um, so to start off, I kind of want to just begin with like the biggest like top level question of as of right now, uh, and also I guess your general history. Do you enjoy trophy hunting? Is it something you you obviously like make a part of your game? Jada, I'm going to start with you because I think for some in the audience <laughs> they could probably guess how you currently <laughs> interact with trophies, but. How do you feel about trophies uh, currently? I I really love trophies. They kind of give me... They I love the fact that they give me kind of a new way to look at a game sometimes. So, like, there's, you know, there's lots... Sometimes there's strategies and stuff you'll need to actually do to get certain trophies that you won't even... You wouldn't even think to do in a game. Like, most people won't think to do in a game unless you, like, you know there's a trophy for it. Like, you know, having to line up three people and get a headshot, you know, through all three of them in certain games and stuff like that for a trophy. Like that's not something that you're generally going to try and do on a regular, like, just like, I'm just going to try and line up as many people. Like there's always videos of people doing that, but like when there's a trophy for it, you see more people trying to figure out tactics and doing stuff like that. Or it's like, there's a, other ones will have like wall run and then wall run twice and then drop kick somebody mm-hmm. off of a building, which I think is one in like uh, dying light too. Like, you wouldn't even think to like maybe try that type of a combo like naturally, but um, maybe someone, but, um, but yeah, I, I love trophies. The first thing I literally do whenever I load up a game is I look at the trophies um, that aren't hidden um, because, you know, I still like to keep some stuffs uh, from being spoilered, spoilered, spoilered. That's the new word of the day spoiled. Uh, from being spoiled. Shield um, long and imbo- uh, spoiled. Shield- yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. A, a spoiled is actually a part in Horizon Forbidden West. Um, if you <laughs> haven't gotten it yet, you haven't played it enough. Um, spoilers. Just- <laughs> spoilers. Um, but yeah, no, um, I do end up looking at the hidden ones as well towards the end, but it's kind of like a quick glance just to see if it's like complete chapter 13 or defeat blah, blah, blah person. And I like, as soon as I see that, I'm like, okay, that's just very story specific stuff. I'm not going to really focus on it. I burn it from my memory and I just play through it, focusing on maybe the little side objectives and stuff like that, that I have to know I need to grab. Like, it'll tell you like, grab all the, these, you know, audio diaries. I'm like, okay, there's audio diaries. I need to keep an eye out for because nothing is worse for me in trophies hunting is playing a game that doesn't have a like chapter select or a way to easily go back to a previous section and they don't like make a collectible obvious as part of a collectible thing until like a later stage like a second stage like sure the first Mm -hmm. stage is probably really obvious sometimes but people miss it from time to time and then like you're like oh i miss this collectible like great 
Um, it is it is funny to think how those things go hand in hand. I do think I, I I feel like at least in modern games I've seen more of a rise of chapter select and and things like that. Yep. Probably mm-hmm. in part because they know how much people care about that stuff now. Um, obviously yeah. with Steam achievements and Xbox achievements as well. Like this isn't just a PlayStation uh, part of the system, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love chapter select. Every game every game needs a chapter select. <laughs> um. But yeah, I like it's safe to say, obviously, you know, talking over, I think when we came back from break, you ran down how many platinums you got. And, and so it's 11. It's my I have God. enough fingers. So, I don't have enough so fingers. Impressive. Which which brings your total to what? Like 50 something, to 12. right? It was at 50. <laughs> as It was 50 as of then. I think I'm at 51 now. I don't remember nice. what my most recent one was, but yeah, I might still be at 50. I haven't been like on a super trophy hunting kick because there's been so many games and it's hard mm-hmm. to sit down and platinum a trophy when you're playing Dying Light and Horizon and Sifu. You're playing all these games. Yep. I'm almost, yeah. I've almost got the Sifu platinum. I'm like probably, I think, six trophies away from that. If I mean, Di- Dying Light is one also to bring in too, obviously, as a recent open world game as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to even get a few more in March, as we've talked about. Like, to a certain extent, I think things like uh, Tiny Tina's even will, will be like that. Uh, GTA V, uh, obviously, when it comes out for a PS5 and everything. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo yeah. as well seems yep. to be in that mm-hmm. vein. So yeah, we're, we're, we're in a very big open world thing, and, and platinum hunting is a thing that everyone does. I'm trying to find out what my, my total platinum count is at the moment. But Mark, while I do that, what is, mm-hmm. what is your current feeling on trophies, and, and how has it changed <laughs> over time? Yeah, so it it kind of goes back and forth. Um, I had brought this up on an episode like a few months ago, and there was a lot of comments saying like, "Wow, I I agree with Mark in the sense that like sometimes trophies, I I like trophies a lot." Um, that said, they stress me out more than anything sometimes for a multitude of reasons, not just because some are hard to get, but also because they change what platform I play on a game. <laughs> nice. Okay. It is 50. 50. Nice. Um, they change what platform I play on, a, play a game on. They change how I play a game. And I very recently discovered that I'm starting to care less and less, right? Like it was one of those things where I got the, one of my most recent trophies was what's it called? Um, What's that game? Control Ultimate Edition, <laughs> uh, a game that I didn't super love, but when it came to PS5, I ended up playing it, and I was like, "Whoa, I want to get the platinum for this." the The platinum for that game is not that hard, but there's one thing that I did that made it way harder than it needs to be, which is I I didn't I don't do what Jada does, which is look at the trophies before I play. Mm. And one of them is uh, there is a. Uh, there, there are these. Uh, I, for, I forget like your role in the game. You know, you're you're like the, the director. director or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are these like director missions, which is like kill the this this type of hiss with this type of gun type of deal, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like or it's like kill them in this certain location, and, and those are just meant to always kind of be on in the background, right? Well, I never really had one going, and I got to the end of the game. And at the end of control, the hiss are kind of hard to come by. You have to just run around until you run into a room and, and it turns red. And you're like, okay, here they are. So I had to just grind doing those, which meant running around the old house f- trying to find hiss. 
Yeah. And it really, really killed my enjoyment for the game because I, I, then, I, I played through the game. I had this super fun time. And then to just get these like one or two trophies, I spent like 20 hours just running around. And by the end of it, I was like, what? Why did I do this? And I, I <laughs> posted on Twitter. I got I got the platinum for control and it got like 98 likes. And I'm like, that's why I did this. So I could get 98 <laughs> likes on Twitter. Awesome. That makes me feel so good. It's, it's sarcastically, of course. And, and and so I thought to myself, yeah, cool. I have the control platinum. and I, I think I have like 17 platinums. But at the end of the day, I'm like, who cares, right? Like, who really cares? <laughs> the answer is nobody. You care more about your own platinums than anybody else cares. And it, it, it's kind of this thing, right? Like the original cast of Beyond, you know, Greg and Colin, they always had this thing where they were getting so many trophies they each have like a hundred platinums and it kind of created this i don't i don't want for lack of a better term kind of like cult-like dedication to platinum trophies and so i kind of became that same way i'm like i need to platinum every single game i played and it it really really drained me and really made me feel like i just do not care about this anymore (laughs) so i like i like them and Mm -hmm. if it's easy to get i will get it but I am basically refusing to let it, you know, Control diminish your my enjoyment habits. of a game. For sure. Yep. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I would say I am more active in my trophy hunting than you probably at this point, but also feel somewhat of the same way of like, the minute it stops being fun and starts being a chore, unless I'm literally like a single trophy away from my platinum, I mm-hmm. I have come to the like... I, I am good if I do, if I don't get this one. Like I'm I'm currently at mm-hmm. 30 platinum trophies. There's probably you know I could probably look at another 20 to 30 games and be like, okay, if I put maybe five more hours into those, mm-hmm. I could probably get it. But uh, like, why? That, um, that's exactly how I do my end of the year lists. I look which at is, which games I'm like close to, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna revisit all these great games that I loved. I'm gonna spend like eight to ten hours with all of them. Some of them I have to do a full playthrough. Yeah. Like Hellblade, I had to do a full playthrough because they don't have a chapter select, and I missed three collectibles. Oof, so I had yeah. to do a full playthrough on that one. But yeah, that's exactly how I do it. But yes, please continue, Jonathan. No, I was just going to say, but it, it's funny, Mark, that you mentioned that, because my absolutely, like, as a listener of Beyond, I think before working at IGN, I think absolutely influenced my excitement for trophies. And, and not mm-hmm. that I, like, begrudge that, but it absolutely was, like, this exciting potential thing because there, there was something to trophies that felt different from achievements because it has a level system to it. It has, you know, these different tiers of things rather than just a random number associated with it. It's like, oh, this achievement well, it, it is has, 20. Right. Yep. Um, where with achievements... I, I, I don't know what an impressive number is. If you told me if you told me an, an, a gamer score of 60,000 was like top tier, I'd be like, awesome. If you were like, no, actually, it's 500,000, I, I would believe either one. I, I have no idea where we're at as far as like <laughs> and, and, and well, and the thing is, is, is with achievements is this isn't this isn't a section where I'm going to, you know, discount anything xbox gamers do when it comes to hunting for achievements right but there there is something about getting that platinum where it means it means you did almost every single thing in that game where you can get a ton of achievements and then you're like whoa there's this one i don't want to go for that's fine i'm just going to move on because i can get more gamer score here and so it becomes more about just like how many things you play versus like jada you can say you 
100%ed basically not every platinum requires you to 100% a game but like you did a ton of stuff in 50 games it's yeah. it's so quantifiable no playstation yeah. trophies achievements are, yeah they are absolutely i think it, and i think that's why i was more interested in them especially once i started like once i got a ps3 and started doing that i think fundamentally the idea that it is i have platinumed a game feels mm-hmm. it, like obviously you can say i got all of the gamer score in a game or i a thousand out of yep. a thousand a gamer score of a game but it like right. there is something to saying i platinumed it that has a feel like it's silly but it, mm-hmm. it does yes. have it evokes that sense of i i did the whole game i have done if, the if entire they, game it's if it's, they it's, did one thing where they were like you get a gold star for getting all the achievement points in that game it would completely change it for me yeah but yeah. just getting a thousand score just doesn't feel as triumphant. Yeah, so, you know, Xbox Gamer Score has been around obviously longer than PlayStation Trophies has, because that started Mm -hmm. way back in the day. There was even, like, I think one game that had, like, 307. I can't remember what. It was weird. But I remember some people, like, completing games, and they had, like, this weird 7 at the end of their Gamer Score, and, like, how do I fix this now? Like, (laughs) Mm. but, um, yeah, I, you know, that's the, I think that's part of where Xbox has kind of gotten a little confusing is because, uh, when it comes to that, like f- that feeling of fully completing a game, is because they have these games. Like I think Halo is like sixteen hundred or something like that, and it's, so it's like it becomes really weird to get to this point where it's like, okay, is it just each achievement is worth more points, or is there more content? Like you, it's really hard to just to quantify at that point. Um, I for for me, what I like to think of with my platinum trophies is. Hard drives, I'm, I'm all digital. I've been all digital since, like, the like first year of the PS4. For me, when I platinum a game, it means, cool, I can remove this game off my hard drive and free up space. <laughs> so, like, it literally is, once I get the platinum trophy on a lot of games, I retire them. There's some of them that stay on my PlayStation. Like, I still have Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart on my PS5 because I love that game, and I'm going to go back and replay it again down the road. But whenever I'm looking for, like, oh, I need to clear up space... I look at my platinum trophy list. I'm like, oh, I don't need this on here anymore. Um, and it, you know, it it goes into the digital graveyard. Um, Can I just say, like, that is that is this weird mental thing that I also just can't get beyond, right? Like, uh, I platinumed, I platinum Rift Apart and and both Spider Man games, and I. It's last Christmas came around. Yeah, last Christmas came around, and I really wanted to play Miles Morales because the game is weirdly nostalgic, right? The PlayStation 5 came out, Miles Morales came with it. It came out during Christmas time. The game is the, it's a Christmas it's game. The best, it's the best Christmas game. And <laughs> and I was like, man, I really want to play Miles Morales. And I, and I, I don't know, I played like the first hour, and I was like, well, I already have the Platinum. So <laughs> I, why am I playing this for enjoyment? And and I'm like, what am I even saying to myself? Of course, I'm playing it for enjoyment. It's a yeah. it's a video game, but but some part of my head just couldn't go over the fact that I was like, there's no reason for me to be playing this because I already have the platinum. And I'm like, no. that's such a dumb way to think about that. There is a like fundamental thing that if you do focus on only trophy chasing as like sort of your your main reason for playing all your games i think like if you're doing it for some of your games because you find from fun from it that's one thing but i think the second it starts to take away fun it's important to take a step back from it like obviously jada like you going for all those games at the end of the year doesn't or it doesn't seem to erode your enjoyment of playing games in any way and so like it, I, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like that seems to still be an enjoyable thing for you, and and that's good. But I feel like the second it stops being that, and it feels like you're doing it out of necessity, 
it it, mm-hmm. it then becomes like a whoa well what am i doing this really for is i think the big question people end up asking themselves yeah i think i'm going into i think this year in a year will be like year four of doing trophy sprints and like i've been picking up the pace each year like like i said last year i got 11 i think the year before that i got seven and the year before that i got five that's wild. um <laughs> and so it's just you know and it's all over like like it's kind of a nebulous time period. Like this year, I literally set aside two weeks to only play those types of games um, to do that. And I think like the week, the year before that I did like the last 11 days of the year or something. It's just, it's a real nebulous, just basically my countdown to the end of the year. It's how I celebrate the end of the year. One of my, like my, I think for me personally, it's a kind of a, it hits on like a childhood memory for me is like growing up, like new year's was very much a thing where my parents would go out, and I was the oldest child, so I would be stuck babysitting my younger siblings. And so I would be there playing games and I would just try to finish games before the before the year ended. And so, like, I have a very fond memory of sitting there playing um, Ape Escape 1 on the PS1 back in the day, trying to finish that. Um, and this actually is a good memory card story. I should have saved that for memory card. But come on. Um, I know. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. It just marked it's a dynamic it. memory card. This is perfect. It's, it's organic. It's dynamic. Yeah. It's organic. Except for that we mentioned it a bunch, so it's <laughs> no longer organic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and so like I think that kind of, you know, from like what was I? I was like 10, 11, 12 years old at that point. And so yeah. like it's just something that I've gotten used to doing for New Year's. It's kind of a New yeah. Year's tradition for me, is I love playing games and trying to finish games and i've just kind of extended that to trophy hunting at the end of the year because it gives me kind of a like a guide and what i like it helps me kind of structure my end of the year plans which is really fun for Mm -hmm. me personally because otherwise i'm pretty chaotic and it's just kind of whatever (laughs) happens happens um and so you know anytime i can add chaos i can add structure and organize my chaos i enjoy it well, and I think like to, to speak to both of what you're saying, like Jade on your end, and I like I, I sort of feel both simultaneously often when it comes to trophies. It's like on the one hand, mm-hmm. it one offers you guideposts and signs of like, okay, what is the structure kind of going to be of my overall game experience here if I want to pursue that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, as you, as you were saying earlier, like I think the best, and we'll get into a little bit of like good and bad trophies and trophy lists, like the best ones encourage you to see more of the game, to try more of the game, to try things yep. you might not have otherwise. Uh, there are, you know, versions of that that aren't as great when it's not something you want to do, but um, when it encourages you to give something a try and, and we can talk about sort of some of the evolutions of lists, those are totally great. But yeah, like Mark, when you're, when you've beaten a game and you're doing when you're doing the trophies and it feels like you're just doing them for the sake of doing it and the the act of chasing those things isn't fun it then mm-hmm. brings up those questions of like well is this then dampening my overall enjoyment of a game and it like it's it's a very like mental internal decision every person has to make when they make that call but i've totally been on both sides of it where it's like yeah i i think we're about to talk about like ones that we loved and ones that we didn't and it's like yeah i have examples of a both of those for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I do want to talk about both of those. I did want to start off, uh, though, also with a couple uh, people's general thoughts about trophies from uh, the audience. And thank you to everyone who wrote in. Uh, mm-hmm. Walt said, honestly, didn't care about them. And then I started listening to Beyond. Got my first platinum with Chicory and I'm on track to platinum Persona 5 Royal. Doubt I'll do it often. But if I like the game and the stars align, I might go for it for now. Um, that's such that's a, a weird super... you're like i'm gonna do chicory and then i'm gonna do persona 5 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's, that's like polar opposite it feels polar opposite he's just opposite, like you know what i'm going I, all in <laughs> i love it and i respect it well yeah. like big up see you i haven't even started persona 5 royale because there's so many rpgs i'm playing right now and i like i 
really hate that I haven't played that game because I know it's so good and I want well, to play it and I know I'll platinum it, but man. Jada, don't you worry. I'll show you a podcast that will help you as you play along. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, the thing about also like Persona 5 even brings up just a great example of like the base Persona 5 list is really in depth and really hard to get unless you're really focused on guide work and and kind of the minutia of Persona collecting and just doing so much. And and it's almost impossible to get on a first run unless you're really, really focused and dedicated to it. And and usually I like to play the first run of a game just kind of however I'm going to play it. Um, Mm -hmm. And whereas the Persona 5 Royal list, I think what's really good about it, and let me find, there was actually a viewer comment about it, but essentially it's it's not forcing you to replay the game multiple times. You can achieve everything pretty easily within a single go. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll I'll grab that in a second when we talk about specific. You you know, it's uh, funny. It's like uh, with when you're saying um, with like uh, playing Persona 5 the way that you like to just play it the first way through. So like, you know, Dying Light 2 came, you know, this big announcement, like 500 hours, of, <laughs> you know, to finish everything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be very specific with how I'm playing Dying Light 2. So my first playthrough of Dying Light 2, I am only choosing the dialogue option that is furthest to the right every time in any discussion for decisions. Oh my gosh. So it's it's actually a lot of fun because there was this one person who crossed me and I was like, oh, I want to kill him. But if the option on the right is to spare him, I'm going to spare him. I spared him. And then I went to another person and they made, asked me to rat him out on the right. And I was like, well, I guess I'm ratting him out anyways. So he's getting his comeuppance either way. So like it was a nice kind of balance, but it's yeah, very organized chaos. And I love it. It's, you know, it's also great because I'm playing co-op with my partner um, and he's doing different options. So I get to kind of see both whenever I join his world versus when he joins my world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of it's kind of fun to do it that way. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to just a couple others, and then I do want to get into some specifics from us. Uh, Samuel had said, trophies have shifted how I play games, even what games I play to an extent. And this is kind of what you were talking about, Mark. Like, it has yeah. absolutely affected, I'm going to buy most of my games on PlayStation because I care about my trophies more than I do my mm-hmm. achievements. Or or even if, like, it's, it's on cheaper Switch on Steam or, or it's on Switch. Or, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the perfect trophy list can't be a cakewalk, a challenge that elicits different styles of play, but remains achievable to anyone. Uh, Samuel really liked Guardian's list, but didn't love Sifu's as sort of a, a comparison. Uh, and Andrew said, not interested in them at all. Never even opened the area to look at what I have. All I know is I got one platinum through natural play on The Last of Us Part Two, which is kind of amazing. That you yeah, that anything. is That's very insane. amazing. That, that is That's, really impressive, That is, that is very impressive. Because um, that's like... Some of those collectibles are really hidden in that game. Yeah, um, the coins for Abby are just yeah. like so ridiculous. I think you might be good at trophy hunting, Andrew. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, you might want to just actually <laughs> might think about savant. giving it a serious go. Yeah. <laughs> um, all they do is change the way people play games and seem to make games a grind and less fun. And I think that like th- that seems to be at least for me the biggest takeaway. And Mark, let me know. I don't want to like mince words or anything, but when when trophies start to feel like chores and not fun, yeah. I feel like that's that's when the issue arises. And it's true, I think, of any system like this, of an achievement system, of trophies, of, of Steam achievements, anything like that. Like, the second you do a mm-hmm. thing and you're not enjoying it, it's like, these are literally things we're doing for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, the to respond to the first guy who said, you know, it, it, it sometimes it justifies what where I play the game. Like, I, I specifically want to play this on PlayStation or, like, what games I play, right? I have two examples of that. The first being, I did not get a PlayStation 5 early. I got a PlayStation 5 on launch day with everybody else. But I did get an Xbox two weeks before. Um, 
before launch. And with that, the For only like net- you didn't steal it off the back of a truck, just to be clear. No, I did steal it oh. off the back of a it truck. It wasn't off a, it wasn't off a truck, it was a cargo plane. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Sure. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. Style. I re. I relived the the first Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I drove <laughs> under a truck. I put LEDs under my car. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how it went down. No, it was for work. And uh, and uh, so I I had the Xbox and I had the only like next gen game I had was Assassin's Creed Valhalla and. I played like the first couple hours of it and I was like, this is really cool, but maybe I'll want to get the platinum one day. So I, I just didn't play it. That, that series X just sat there because I was like, I don't, I want to play Assassin's Creed and this is super fun, but I might as well wait, which was, I was a damn fool. Nobody got the platinum for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's impossible. <laughs> Nobody's ever even beaten that game. And, uh, 
So that was one of those things where I was like, what an, like, how dumb of me, right? I should have spent those two weeks playing this awesome game on this really awesome platform. But instead, I was like, no, I have to wait until I get it on PlayStation, the real platform, so I can get a platinum trophy. I'm never even going to beat Assassin's Creed Hall. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, and then the other one was... Of course, just to just to quickly, I was curious. Uh, this is obviously a smaller sample size and not and not the entire player base. But uh, according to PSN profiles, at least the one point five percent of their users have the platinum for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Wow, that's, that's insane. That sounds about right. For an Assassin's <laughs> sounds about right. And 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 one point six of them have beaten it. Wait, I don't know <laughs> if that math adds up. Anyways, um, no, yeah. The other one was Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is everybody knows that the game is leagues better on place on PC, and I have a pretty good PC. It's got a 2080 Ti. It's the the processor is like a couple years old. Like it can play most things better than a PS5, right? But I still feel, felt weirdly compelled to play Cyberpunk on PS5 because even though it's like this broken game at launch, now it's better because it, it got the new update. It was like, but what if I want to get the platinum one day? I I I leave these options open for games that I'm never gonna get the platinum for. So like, why am I doing this? Why am I not just playing on a platform that I have access to or is a better version? So those, know, those have been let's, those let's have been some the, Let's get mistakes. you on the therapist. Let's get you on the therapist couch and let's, let's yeah. really work through <laughs> yeah. this. Let's really work through and this. Then, yeah, yeah, mistakes <laughs> were made. That was such so a and then. And then, uh, <laughs> anyways, and then, and then, yeah, as far as like games that like I just completely stopped enjoying, uh, the two examples I can think of are Rift Apart and Ghost of Tsushima. I had already mentioned Control. Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima was a game that once I beat it, I was completely done. I do not love that game as much as other people do, but I, I, it's not that hard of a platinum trophy to get. But it requires you to do every side quest, and every side quest in that game is a walking quest. And I was so over it by the end of it. I, I got the platinum, but I it was one of those, like, I was like, I'm so done with this. And then Rift Apart, I really like. There's one trophy, though, that I, I really hated, which was... Uh, you you hit the purple crystals and it takes you into like you know the the, the other realm or whatever yeah the one where it's like you know and there's a trophy where you have to hit all of them apparently one of them's missable i believe or they patched it and made it where it's not anymore but at the time it was missable mm-hmm. but also there's no way to track which ones you've done so i'm just running around hitting these things and it it took forever and you can find <laughs> on twitter where i was just like i'm done with this i do not care why am i running around i could be playing other things why am i running around trying to hit this one thing but the whole like i have one trophy to go through the platinum you know ended up yeah. pushing through and i i ended up getting it but like i hated that and for, i'm like why did i do that like why me, did i spend all these hours doing this that was that was the bears in rift apart because they're not tracked either um, yeah the bears mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um i i think especially with and, and we can i think it, it's good to talk about specific lists especially on the on the whole with playstation i i think in general playstation's first party games if you like the game, I think the lists have gotten much better in the last couple of years. Like, obviously, like you were saying, mm-hmm. if Ghost didn't gel with you, 
that's not a fun platinum to get. Whereas like I really loved Ghost, and so that platinum mm-hmm. was a fun time for me. But like if you're not yeah, into if you Ghost, can't stop playing the game, you'll then that's a great platinum. Exactly. I was my, just over it, so it's just this personal thing where I'm like, I'm over this game. Why am I still playing this? <laughs> so oh, for my, this fake trophy. So my final <laughs> like my final bunch of trophies, I had Jin in the uh, his like no armor armor where he's mm. just running around in a loincloth. Yeah. And the final trophy that I had forgot to go do was like paying respect at a grave. Oh, and no. so like my final trophy, my platinum trophy, like little 15 second clip is me playing a flute in a loincloth at this dude's grave. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, <laughs> I, I've actually done that. Of that on Twitter be, when this episode be, comes out, please. Okay, because it, it yes. takes a, a cool like video at the end. I've actually done this thing where I'm like, I want the last, I want the platinum to be like a cool video. Yeah. Yep. I've done and, like, that I want times. it to be like something cool. Cause I, I remember when I got the platinum trophy for Assassin's Creed Origins. It's like this very unceremonious. It was like it was the like read. Rolling. Yeah, it was like it was like read everything in this notebook, and so it's like the video is just me like clicking something, and I'm like uh. it's like pop, and I'm like oh that could have been like so much more like triumphant. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just like a video of me just being like I'm done. Don't ever talk to me again. That <laughs> I think was one me. of my okay, go ahead, John. Go, no, you go ahead, Jada. I was going to say, I think my favorite, like, one I've seen, like, from people online is somebody did a Guardians uh, Platinum, and it was with the, like, the Storm Riders in the bar scene, and it's, like, Star-Lord and that alien, like, singing into the gun, and there's mm. Storm Riders, and the Platinum pro- <laughs> Trophy pops. See, that's like, that perfect. Is, that's that great. is so amazing. That's like, great. Yeah. I wish mine was that good. I know. My, my Rift Apart Platinum, I think, is... I needed a final bear that's like trapped in a very dark jail cell scene. And I hit mm. that and my back is turned to the camera and it's like, there's the photo you got. Congrats. <laughs> and, and so, it like it really does sometimes bring the, the to light. Like, why, why did I do that? But like on the whole, I think if you're enjoying a PlayStation game, PlayStation has really been making their lists better. Achievable. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because on the whole, I would say there are definitely some st- like standout, problem ones that i don't love like i jade i am curious from you and, and mark just from like when you have been trophy hunting my least favorite trophies at least and and like i i do think there are different opinions on this but at the end of the day for me a trophy list isn't something that should require me to play through the game too many times and multiple times just to get a, a single extra trophy or something like that yep. i think spider-man those, miles morales yeah i did like i think the miles <laughs> morales list the, the thing about spider-man and insomniac in general is i think the spider-man one play the trophy list is great except for yep. doing all of the crimes doing mm-hmm. every crime five crimes in every district is not a fun thing to have to do um uh, the, you guys are wait 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 no 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 you guys are just not taking your job as Spider-Man seriously, then. If you're not stopping crime every time you're swinging by, you are not being Spider-Man to the full extent. I got, like, 30 backpacks are, to collect. You are, not, you are not taking the great power comes great responsibility motto to heart. Then shame hey, on you. I, I know. Left, I'm, I'm cutting you off. No. Uh, no. I'm no. the wing of Vulture. Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm the host now. I'm hosting now. <laughs> Um, what is what is this this chair doesn't feel as good anymore um no it's like i did i did almost every crime and then i still had like 30 to do at the end of the game and so it was one of those things where it was like a grind that didn't feel as fun but the rest of the list is really great and then miles morales i think that list is really good but then you have to do a new game plus run and like 
it's yep. it's a great story and I didn't mind replaying, but I was I did that run to get the platinum. I did not do that run yep. because I wanted to at that moment in time do the run. But it was like I I, I skipped every cutscene and I just yep. blasted through the game as fast as I could. Yeah. And and then with Rift Apart, I think it's overall a really great list except for the one or two like you were saying that don't track because so much of that game mm-hmm. does track what you do and maybe maybe it's been updated forgive me I have not looked but like they weren't doing that at launch window time and so it was good luck if you got the bears good luck if you got the crystals and and obviously this is a very small thing we're not saying like it's a terrible game now but like in terms of mm-hmm. a trophy list they got so much right and so to have those like one or two that aren't great is a bit of a bummer it's the same thing for like I think God of War's list is pretty fantastic Yep. But if you don't want to have to go chase down every raven, I can see why that would be annoying for you to do after you've done this amazing quest. I'm so glad you brought that up because I literally looked at the God of War trophies yesterday and more people have beaten all nine of the Valkyries, including the Valkyrie Queen, than have found all of Odin's ravens. Odin's yeah. ravens collection is literally the least percentage of trophy collected, <laughs> minus the platinum, obviously, because well, you have to get that one to get that one. But yeah. I think because that game, so much of it, and is similar with like Miles Morales and and Spider-Man and Rift Apart, so many of them, I think, integrate the side stuff in a way that is interesting to want to pursue, but the Ravens definitely are sort of like, oh, well, I'm just going to go hit these Ravens because I know it's a thing I need to achieve, is is how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, those are just a few of the lists off the top of my head that I think like have been really good from PlayStation recently and show progression in the space i guess to show what people can do from them but uh jade i'll start with you like are there any particular recent lists that you've really loved or hated yeah so i mean i already mentioned guardians i loved guardians uh for their uh platinum list there's you know some of one of some of them is like literally collecting collectibles but it's like they don't require you to collect every single collectible it's like 65% mm-hmm. of all the collectibles on one page because there's multiple pages of collectibles um, and I thought that was a really cool way to do it. And I was one of the trophies I missed on my first playthrough because when I got to nowhere, I didn't go to the collector's museum where there is like 40 collectibles, uh, probably like 20, but like there's so many collectibles in the, the Tavon's collector's museum. And I just totally missed that part of my first playthrough somehow. And so when I went through a second time to get the platinum, I was like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. They've got like Stanley's glasses and like comic books and like all these other really cool like lore things. And I was like, I really love this because I wouldn't have seen this if I didn't have to come back here and look for this for the platinum. Mm. Um, and so and Guardians is a very achievable platinum. There's nothing that's really difficult, I would say, about any of the the, the trophies. Maybe some of like figuring out how to do some of the like very specific combos with one of the other Guardians because you have to do specific things against specific enemies in certain areas. Like, I think uh, my final trophy was called Groot Canal, which I love puns and trophies. <laughs> puns puns and good. trophies need to be, mm-hmm. like, every almost every trophy. Um, but, like, you have to, like, use Groot's, like, special command, not one of his abilities that are mapped, but, like, you have to trigger a special command against this very specific enemy called a Charger that you see, like, once or twice. And so, like, if you miss it, like, on that fight, you have to come back through and replay that chapter. Thankfully, Guardians has chapter select, so it's not that big of a hassle. But, yes, it is something that it's easy to miss and some people will miss. Mm. Um, one of that I really liked was Life is Strange, uh, True Colors. Um, this Platinum Trophy was such a joy to, to hunt down over the tail end of last year because all the collectibles added to the story they gave context they played cutscenes. they gave like 
of like voices in your head of like of sensing like memories and feelings from this object that were like recorded into it and it feeds into the lore it like builds upon Alex's character like it is so well done um, and I, it was such a joy going through and getting the platinum trophy for Life is Strange: Colors. The story was amazing. I really loved the character development in this game. The collectibles were not like hard to find. Um, you did have to like look for them, but like looking at the trophy list, you can thankfully PlayStation has where you can just track like five trophies at once. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. okay, each chapter is like okay, I need to find a check. Okay, I need to find a camera. Okay, I need to find a coin. Like, and so I know what I'm looking for because the trophies tell you what they are. They're not hidden trophies. And it doesn't like looking at the trophies doesn't tell you what they, what they get when you find them. It just tells you, Hey, this is the object you should be looking for in chapter one. You should be looking for these three objects because they're going to give you more story. They're going to give you a better understanding of what's happening in this town as you've moved into this town. Um, so yeah, that's really great. Um, and then, you know, there's like always the difficulty trophies, um, like say Sifu completing the game under 25. That's, you know, kind of, that can be a little tough for people who, you know, aren't, you know, perfect at like their dodges and blocks <laughs> yeah. um, or parries. I will, ne- like, I will never do that. I, I'm Like I said, I'm pretty close yeah. to it. Um, one of the other ones uh, that I really liked and almost kept me back from getting a platinum was Titanfall 2's training gauntlet. Um, this is like the very mm-hmm. first stage or like the tutorial stage and you have this yep. like gauntlet and you know it's still people are still speed running this trying to get that world record like up to last year I've seen people like broke it like twice in two weeks or something um, but you have to finish it in under 33.65 seconds and it's like this six room gauntlet where you have to shoot everybody while keeping your momentum and like you have to basically do a per- near perfect run to mm-hmm. do that and I, when I sat down with that game and I saw that I knew that trophy was there, I was like, I am not going to play past the tutorial unless I can prove to myself that I can get close enough to like work at getting this trophy. Otherwise, I'm not going to get the platinum in Titanfall two, so I'm just gonna I'm not going to play it. And that's a really kind of like weird way to look at games, but I because I'm such a completionist from like PS two days, like I was like, I got to fill up my bestiary, I got to collect every item, I got to do all this. I love like experiencing everything a game happen, everything a game has. So being able to do that in Titanfall 2, making sure that I was able to, you know, master that movement to run that gauntlet in time. It was really rewarding for me, but I know there's a lot of people out there that will probably not ever get the platinum in Titanfall 2 because of that one trophy, because it is, it is difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, to quickly touch on, uh, in terms of like some trophies that I think prohibit people, a few people have responded, but I'm, I'm pulling up Frankie's comment. Said, I love trophies, mm-hmm. just hate games that have trophies that force you to play multiplayer. And that, mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem that comes with multiplayer trophies, other than, you know, play a match of multiplayer. Well, like when you get too deep, it, it is really, really skill based. And if, if multiplayer isn't the only reason for the game, that can become frustrating. Um, if yep. you're not, you know, the top I- percent of players. Um, but also, if a game is old and the multiplayer yeah. servers, and servers are, shut are down. gone, yep. It's- I, I was uh, I was trying to get Death Stranding's platinum, and at the same time, me and my friend Aaron, we were playing. He was playing a uh, Watch Dogs two, trying to get its platinum, and he was he the the last couple ones were like 
it was like try to get an npc to throw up on you and stuff like that and so <laughs> but there was there was a lot where it was like there was the, you know there's just there's a few multiplayer trophies i don't remember what specifically he needed to do and it was like just finding people that are playing watchdogs 2 on ps4 to like get yeah. them to you know like that's really it's, really hard like it, it's it's just finding people to play the game was tough and then trying to do this thing because like watchdogs legion at this point is kind of old so he's going back even further and there's this guy on uh there's this guy i i he's a youtuber he does like playstation stuff and he jumps into old lobbies and like mm-hmm. hey you're playing grand theft auto 5 on ps3 why are you playing this on ps3 still and it's like i love those because it's like yeah it's so funny to see these old games that still have these like very tiny communities (laughs) there was yeah there was uh there's one that i can i looked up yesterday that's pretty bad for online and it was ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 you have to win 10 ranked matches in a row oh my god and it's just like yes that is definitely doable but with (laughs) skill-based matchmaking ideally as you play 10 matches you should be going up against harder and harder opponents and as you like, say you get eight wins in a row, that boosts your skill rating. Which now you need that, and if you lose on your ninth match, now you got to play against ten harder it's opponents. Crushing. And yeah. so, oh, like, no, it's I would not even. Yeah. So like, it's that's one of the ones I wouldn't even bother. Um, yeah. Just because it's, I loved Ultimate Marvel Marvel's Capcom Three, and I played a ton of it. But like, it's just one of those things where it wasn't. You it, need... it, it detracted. It detracted from the fun. It was one of those exactly. ones that for me that it started to detract from the fun because I was like, I would get so frustrated when I get to eight or nine wins and I just, I drop a combo in match ten and I get punished hard and I lose a match and it's just like, cool. I just spent the last forty five minutes whooping everybody else and then yeah. I screw up one time. So I totally, I totally can understand the frustration for people with online trophies. No, totally. I it... think. It... Go ahead, Mark. I was just gonna so so like it, I didn't I didn't want to move on without me being able to talk about my favorite <laughs> platinum ever, yes, which please. which is uh, uh, Astro's Playroom because yes. I've I've already, already I've already yeah it, it kind of mm-hmm. goes back to what you were saying about Guardians is Astro's is already like a really special game for me I've talked about it a million times where it's like all of my friends got a PS5 on day one and we all just like screen shared and played this game together it it i always forget that that game's not a multiplayer game because i played it in such a multiplayer fashion we were always just playing together and that is one of those just like perfect you get the platinum once you've done everything and Mm -hmm. that is a game that you want to do everything in and so uh you know that it's it's just a man what a fun platinum and but again it harks back to this thing where it's like i've never replayed the game because i have the platinum and it, it's it's a shame because it's such a like charming adventure to go through that i need to just get over that mental block and be like i need to just play this game to play this game again not because i didn't get the platinum or yeah. not because i can't get the platinum again for sure no i mean i i think speaking to a lot of what we've all been saying um and and just before like general thoughts i think uh, one of the other things that frustrates a lot of people that I saw, uh, Joseph mentioned it and a few other people uh, specifically about Uncharted, uh, difficulty-based achievements can be really frustrating Ugh. for people, especially if there's like five or six uh, of them. It's great when they stack. I'd say yep. games definitely got better mm-hmm. about that over time, but yep. the act of having to potentially play a game two or three times when you want to play a lot of different games, but you're, you have this thing where you're like, I need to get the trophy can be a frustrating feeling. And I know some people out there are probably saying like, then just don't play it. But that's, that's kind of why we're talking about it is like trophies have rewired the way we think about games a bit. 
um, and yeah. achievements and, and all that stuff. I, um, I think, you know, just like the totality of it, I, even where we're all at with trophies right now, and it seems like Mark, you'll, you'll collect them as you go, but it seems right now, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but you're not really going to go after too many Platinums unless you're loving the game and loving what the Platinum is going to make you do for a game. No, there's there's just too much to play right now. I'm I'm yep. in the same boat as you. I've I have finished Horizon, and I you know we've already talked about how much we love that game, but th- there is this kind of like inside baseball thing that people probably don't understand. But like Horizon's not out yet, so there's no way to see its trophy list. I I think there's a way on PS4. I'm pretty sure there's a way um, to like view details of a game and it'll show you its trophy list but on ps5 it's it's not there as far as i know and so there's no way for me to know how close i am to the platinum but also like elden ring is out next week and i i love horizon i've played it a lot i've played it a lot for work (laughs) and now i'm at this point where i'm like am i going to then see the trophy list tomorrow because that's when we find out what the trophy list is is when the game comes out tomorrow and discover that i'm close if i'm not close then i'm the platinum will probably happen later this year because i i don't i don't feel compelled anymore to play the game over something like elden ring right because we're, we're gonna get elden ring soon and i would rather move on to that and then that's gonna bleed into tiny tina and that's gonna bleed into ghostwire tokyo yep i would i would rather play more games than sit here and grind a game that I I feel like I feel like you've I've I've gotten enough, enough of. of. Yeah, like yep. you have enjoyed what you've played, and and if that grind doesn't entice you, that totally makes sense. Yeah, and and yep. Jada, what about for you? Like as you go to continue just wrecking platinums, what <laughs> what is your sort of like focus at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to. I'm probably going to like follow Mark's suit and I'll probably like depending on, but depending on where I'm at with the trophy, when the trophy list shows up tomorrow, I'm definitely not nearly as close as probably both of you guys are with horizon just because I've been doing all the side quest stuff and like clearing portion of the map by section of the map. Um, You're probably closer then. Maybe. (laughs) You probably have less trophies, but are closer to getting all of them. Yeah, probably. (laughs) That's probably the case because, you know, there's probably a lot that pop for just story moments that I just don't have that you guys do. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I'll probably I'm definitely going to platinum Horizon. I platinumed the first one, so I'm definitely going to platinum this one. It's definitely worthy of my time for me. But I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat or lie. I'm super excited for Elden Ring and I'm definitely going to sprinkle Elden Ring in between my time of playing of getting the platinum for Horizon because I, I love Souls games and I cannot wait to uh, <laughs> go online and, you know, play with some friends and, you know, invade some other people, maybe invade some friends, you know, you know, you never know what, what, what which uh, if you're going to get helpful Jada, Jada or uh, hurtful Jada in your sounds, uh, Elden Ring games. Absolutely. Sounds like a threat to Mark. Uh, um, 100%. Yeah. I think I'm glad you glad you read between the lines there. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, it's, I'm really excited to go for the Horizon Platinum. The the r- Russian release of games makes me wonder if I'll finish it before the next big game because that's just kind of the nature of it. But especially if you love Platinum, like trophy hunting, and you are only getting a couple games a year, it can give you those, those signposts of what to go for and, and can be really fun yep. in that way. Like I, I do love checking out the trophy list. I do love going after them, but I have kind of gotten to a place where it's like the second it starts to feel like work 
and not a mm-hmm. thing that I'm doing yeah. for the fun of it. I, I try to take a step back from it. Um, there's but, one there's one thing I need to mention before I don't know if we're it. moving on, but there's we one are. thing I, I have to I have to mention. Yes. I, I, I I now need to humanize this conversation. Yes. Ready? Okay. So there there is no doubt, right? Horizon is not for sale. You cannot buy that game until tomorrow. Well, and yet we all copies. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yet we all three have it. Right. So it's no it's no there's no question that we were that we received a code for this game, a game that we did not pay for paying for a game does change a lot of things. Right. And I I can Mm -hmm. I can see the comments now and every single one of them is viable. If you paid for a game and you and, and so your argument is, is I'm going to platinum this game because I spent my hard-earned money on it that that is completely viable and it is something that we are honestly removed from right jonathan being on editorial me being on the gameplay team so i'm personally not even though i did my code early and i was i was gonna say that like yeah jonathan's on editorial he's the host of beyond right like we get games i'm on i'm on our gameplay team my job is literally to play video games Jada, you're not. You're for one, you're new to IGN, and yep. for two, you are not on a team that requires you to play a video game. Not right? technically so, not. Yes, I mean I assist in different areas and I pitch in mm-hmm. with with a lot of content and ideas and stuff for that. But no, I'm not required to. The reason why I was saying I'm excluded from Horizon specifically is because I ponied up for the three hundred dollar Regala edition. So I have spent oh, yeah. my I have spent true. my hard earned money for this one. So I will definitely also be looking at it as getting my money's worth. Um, even though I'll be giving the code away to like my, my little brother or something because I already have it installed on my console. But so, no, Mark, yeah, Mark, so it's just yeah, it's just something I wanted to bring up because yeah, I do. No, I totally. I have a group of friends. Like I said, I, I play a lot of f- games with my friend Aaron, who he has to pay sixty seventy dollars every time he gets a game. So his thought process is is like I'm going to get my money's worth, and that yeah. is completely valid. And it 100%. is something that like I I have to admit I am removed from when I play a game and I go I'm done with this. Yeah, I probably got the game for free, or I'm playing it on you know like. And so it's just one of those things where it's like I don't. This conversation would probably be a lot different for three people who who had to buy every single game. For like, sure. I just well, don't want to beat around the bush or, no, or around no, the I, privilege of getting the game for free. Right. I mean, yeah. no, no, that's absolutely a good point to it. It's uh, funny. I didn't see any comments regarding to like the the purchase sort of incentive, but I think mm-hmm. you're absolutely one hundred. I, I think the YouTube that. comments after I they hear this was, conversation, yeah. oh, for sure, will will yeah. will uh, be <laughs> like, I, well, I get every platinum because I. I saw one. I mean, I saw one from last week because somebody was saying like thirty. Because we talked about like the length of finishing Horizon, it was like thirty-five hours, and somebody's like, "That's thirty-five hours isn't enough." And like somebody's like, Mm -hmm. "That's like you know paying two dollars for each you know hour of entertainment." You know, it's basically at seventy dollars for the game and stuff like that. And somebody's like, "I put two hundred hours into the first Horizon because I love that game and I got my money's worth." So like, it's also you know it's to that degree like. Everybody's it's gonna all subjective for the person as well. Hundred percent, it's very subjective. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then before we move on, yes. a couple things that trophies, like trophy types, that we need to just do away with going into 2022, no 2023. Anything RNG based, so anything where you have to like pull a random thing out of a like a loot box or something to get a trophy, because those rates can be abysmal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that is, uh, or like like. So I'm not super upset about it, but like the Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, those are two platinums I wanted to get last year. But I looked, I literally 
created a notebook and a list of all the different monsters I would need to hunt to get the platinum trophy. Because I've killed everything and made every armor. But you have to get these random spawns for the smallest version and the largest version that can potentially ever spawn. And it's random. Like, there's certain quests that boost the chances, but some of them are events, and so they come up, like, every, like, month, once a month or something like that for, like, two weeks. And so hmm. I looked, I added the list up, and I think it was, like, 63 different crowns I needed between miniature and large. So that's 63 minimal if I got them all on the first try, which isn't going to happen. With after 300 hours, and I don't have these 63 out of, like, the, I don't know, like, 120 crowns that I have. Like, I have, like, half of them. Uh, so RNG needs to go. And then, <laughs> yes, RNG needs to go. And then difficulty trophies, when they either don't unlock the lower difficulty trophies um, or when you're not able to play on the hardest difficulty right from the get-go. If you're not able to play on the hardest difficulty from the get-go, that should be, like, one of those add-on trophies, kind of like how Ghost of Tsushima did it with Legends and has all those specific trophies for Legends and Iki Island has its own specific trophies that doesn't affect the Platinum. Well, they, because, yeah, they and they and Spider-Man yep. have done that really great thing. And I think yep. even God of War did the New Game Plus thing where it's like, that's yep, a bonus exactly. trophy post-launch. That's the best way to do difficulty trophies. 100%. Because I have a trophy, I have, I played through South Park Fractured Butthole. Um, and I know I said that per- prop, uh, wrong <laughs> on purpose. You, you did that on purpose. <laughs> you didn't even try. I didn't even try. <laughs> You're like the Fractured... Butthole. Butthole. So yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that one, um, that one I played on. I think it was. I didn't realize when I picked it up because I picked it up later. It was a DLC difficulty added, and it was like the oh, token okay. difficulty or whatever. I think is what it was called because mm-hmm. you know, Token's the only black kid in South Park, and life is harder for him than everybody else. Um, and so I played on that difficulty, and it did not proc, proc any of the trophies for the lower difficulties. So oh, I'm literally missing all those trophies for this like. 60 hour RPG that I went in and maxed everything out and did everything. I'm like, I'm not going to play through this again on a slightly harder difficulty where I have to <laughs> yeah. go through and, and get like level up everybody again, because it's a harder difficulty. It's totally. not like just running through it on easy. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about leveling anybody. Just throw whatever gear on them. I'm good to go. Um, but yeah, those two um, type of trophies need to go. And then online server ones um, that, yeah. you know, where those three, those three need to go with a, uh, with the pandemic, let those just die with the pandemic <laughs> and just be well, rid of them. Um, then it'll whenever probably that, be a couple whenever. more years. It probably uh, will be. But yes, no, I'm totally with you on, on all those. I, you know, just as an example, I have talked about it, how much I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of last year. Returnal is phenomenal, but some of the trophy hunting in that game is the just glyphs. totally left up to chance. And the glyphs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just had to stop at some point. I just, I wasn't hours. getting lucky. Yeah. 87 oh. hours for me. Yeah. yeah, and I like yeah. I think you got to just move on. The, twenty yeah. of it came in the end of the year last year. I spent twenty hours hunting for the last like six glyphs I needed. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I think we kind of all came to the same agreement of like, if you're enjoying trophies, enjoy them. The second it stops being an enjoyment thing, stop. take a step back from it. But like, I still love going for them. I still like trying to go for them. But if it ever becomes a thing where I'm playing a game and it feels like work, it then. I try to take a step back from it. Um, but also it can be a phenomenal way to get the most bang for your buck, especially Mark, as you were pointing out, that can be a very important benefit of, of having that, especially with big games, like all the mm-hmm. open world games we're looking at. Um, moving on from there though, I do want to just quickly touch on all the news, like very quickly, but Mark, I know we're, we're, you were short on time today. Do you need to bounce? No. 
Okay, cool. This is just eating into my lunch now, so it's no Perfect. big deal. Perfect. Just, just, you take might a bite your, just take a bite of your sandwich on, on camera. I already, I already ate breakfast. What do you need lunch for? That's no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, it's well, totally cool. fine. Let's just quickly go through it all then. Uh, just to mention as a highlight, if you didn't happen to have uh, known or for some reason you have forsaken it, uh, this week was the 10th anniversary of the PlayStation Vita launching in North America. And I'm trying to find my Vita because I put it by me for this very specific purpose. I but I, I just wanted to shout out this wonderful little guy. Hopefully he's not too dusty. Uh, I loved this Vita. I got it launch week uh, at the Sony store in New York City. Uh, I went and I was like, I hope they have Vitas in stock. And guess what? They had a lot of Vitas in stock that week, unfortunately, (laughs) Um, which I probably should have realized meant something at the time. But oh, Mark is just gone now. Um, I loved the Vita so much during its life. I still hold on to this thing. I really adore its games. Uh, we should probably do some sort of retrospective soon, but we, we wanted to have this chat this week. But yeah, there hey. we go. Hey. It's nice. always it's always in my background, but the way my camera is set up, like you don't really see it. But nice. it's in the background of my shot every single every single week. Nice. She's she a little she a little dusty though. Yeah, yeah, it happens I, sometimes. I, I have not turned her on in a while, but uh, she's there. She exists. Oh yeah, a uh, lot of Vita love here. I think Jada is going to get hers. Uh, I assume. <laughs> no, Jada just left. Just, yeah, Jada's just done with the show. Um, look, I hate Vita. I'm going to segue to the next topic slowly in case she is able to get back before I do, but she might not be able to. So She's, digging, she's digging in a garage yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, she's in a different... She had to drive to a storage locker. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned at the top of the show, Cyberpunk is out on PS5. The PS5 native version is out. The new patch mm-hmm. is out for it. Uh, it comes with some tweaks and some updates. A lot of it seems to be more cosmetic and quality of life stuff you can get there we go Bam. Oh, that's a good carrying case oh that's a good case like oh look that. at that nice that's really good see i don't have any games for my vita all of yeah, mine are digital i got full sacrifice corpse party blood drive final fantasy 10 ultimate marvel vs. capcom 3 which is part of the reason why i brought up the that dang online trophy and there that makes sense there's my baby a, a copy of freedom wars here um but yeah as i was mentioning the ps5 native version of cyberpunk is out if you were interested in trying Sorry. it out, what did, what did you do? Last thing, I promise. Okay. My only physical Vita game yep. is Freedom Wars, signed by Greg Miller of and course. Colin Moriarty. Of course. <laughs> nice. That's, I, I mean, that. Freedom, Freedom Wars is, yeah, central to the Beyond legacy, I think. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I've only really been able to turn it on for a little bit. I want to play more this week and this weekend, so I don't really have like full impressions of the PS5 version. It certainly feels like mm-hmm. it's running better than I heard the PS4 version did. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark, I just want to get your quick thoughts because yep. uh, you you had sort of summed up, I think, who this is probably for right now and who it isn't. Cyberpunk, the the it's a weird one, right? Because there was no native PS5 version, but it is one of those rare games that it did have an unlocked frame rate on PS5 that didn't exist even on PS4 Pro, right? It, on PS4 Pro and and PS4, it runs at 30, where on PS5, it did run at 60. So it's like, it was not a PS5 version, but that was the best platform for it as far as the slew of PlayStation consoles. Yeah, the game's gotten a lot of fix, a lot of fixes over the years, um, or over the year and a half or whatever it's been out. I did jump into the PS5 version. It I wouldn't say it feels like dramatically different. There is like a ray tracing mode now, which I f- think feels awful because it adds a ton of input lag. But as far as like the updates, I jumped into Cyberpunk and I was like, this is Cyberpunk. Like the UI is the same. The biggest changes are like you can get an apartment now. Cool. 
that's that's fine it doesn't compel me to replay the game the the skill trees are different great that, that, you that, can that's awesome skip the like brain dance tutorial that yeah. actually like that actually, oh can you oh yeah. that's all wait I, the uh I you could do this, that oh this, the one with the the first one with judy okay mm-hmm. that's cool yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would do that if it was your first playthrough. That's a that's a fun <laughs> one to play. But it, so so basically, my 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 thing is is like I've beat Cyberpunk. This does not compel me to go back and play it. It's not different enough, in my opinion. I I think it's uh, I think it's setting the stage for the expansions, which I I if people are like, why would they release Cyberpunk a couple of days before Horizon? Why would they release this big patch? Because I think this big patch is just to set the stage for an expansion that comes out in like a month or so. Like, I think they they have to get this out of the door. Get all this goodwill, right? Like, yesterday was a a day full of goodwill for this game. People were very excited. Mm -hmm. The streams did amazing when it comes to views like a lot of people were there to watch it our news stories did super well like the hype was there yesterday and then the game went on sale right it was sponsored on the playstation store for like 25 bucks so i'm sure a lot of people are playing cyberpunk and i think they use this to drum up the hype to get people there to then in a month or so when it's quieter it'll be like and here's the first expansion it also Uh, but yeah quality test this patch so that when people come back for that expansion if they still need to do some updates and tweaks things they now have that time like it 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 benefits them in a a lot of ways so yeah i like i think from what you were saying and jade i know you've played a lot as well but it seems like right now this patch is more for like if you dropped cyberpunk very early or if you didn't try it at all and and want to finally jump in on console now is sort of the time to do it but if you are a, a person who played through it a lot maybe wait until the next big expansion yeah. Yeah, you are you are getting a better version of the game if this is your first time playing it. You're yep. getting a better version than the version we all played. But as someone who has played the game, this alone does not compel me to come back yeah. almost at all. Yeah, I played for 40 hours on launch. It crashed every hour on the hour for me at launch. Um so I booted it up yesterday and I played for about an hour and a half, didn't get a single crash. So it is for me objectively better. Um, but, uh, one thing I, I do want to like really celebrate is I didn't have to end up re-downloading my PS4 version because I lost my PS4 version on a hard drive that died between Cyberpunk coming out and PS4 and PS5 coming out. I lost that hard drive that it was installed on. So I just downloaded the PS5 version. I was like, whatever, I'll just start a new file just to see what it's like. And it had a continue option. I was able to load up my character. There was no going into the PS4 version, upload your save file. Okay, now start the PS5 version, download your save file. Yeah, all my saves one. were there. Yeah, all nice. my stuff was there, which was really cool. So I'm really excited that they like kind of cracked that for cross-generation saves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm sure part of it goes with that I was playing the PS4 version on PS5 and not on a PS4 and then going to a PS5 and playing a PS5 version. But that was really cool. That, that was also the situation for yeah. me, just it's, as it, it a PSA. Like a, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> detected the local saves but not every game does that you do have to yep. upload ps4 saves a lot for ps5 games yep. so that's that's cool to know that's there yeah um so but yeah yeah um but yeah the skill tree thing kind of bugged me because it unleveled all my characters i was like i have no respect. idea what i have no idea what skills i i had before so i had to go through i spent 20 minutes of that hour and a half just in my well, they they explained that on the stream oh, there yeah, was they like did. there they was totally no did. way for us to update this without with, with and make that stuff carry over like yeah for sure the, no the, i get it 
<laughs> they it's, they were like, we just have to reset them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I just wish the one thing they would have added was the ability to craft more than one item at once. I really hate when you can't just like craft mm. in a menu. When you're in a menu, it pauses the game and you're crafting and it's like, I want to craft 10 of these med kits. Like, nope, you've got to craft them one at a time. Like, <laughs> that I, is... That is a small horizon thing as well for me. I hope that when you craft at a bench, you can just craft all in a future update for your ammo types and your your potions and stuff instead of yeah, manual I, each one. But I think it's tricky with Horizon because of the fact that they're like so different amounts. Like you like I for can craft sure. like yeah. eight trip wires at once, or I can yeah. craft four bombs at once. So like I guess like I don't know. There's, but no, I there totally get what a, you mean. Yeah, but yeah, I totally yeah. I agree that there's there is a solution to make that less tedious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, moving on from there, but speaking of Horizon, uh, Horizon is planting a tree for everyone up to, I think, a, a few hundred thousand people who earn a trophy in the game. Uh, I believe it is a pretty early trophy in the game. It is. From our I think it's just so, getting it's, to the daunt. Yeah, yeah it's so, literally finished the tutorial. Just just play the first couple hours of Horizon and you plant a tree. You do some good. Uh, but also <laughs> you'll be getting into some really great stuff as you go do that. So yeah. Uh, that's, it's, all, it's also a pretty good game. Yes, yeah, yeah we, we like yeah, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a really cool initiative to see them doing. And also on the Horizon note, very, very excited, Jonathan. Uh, there is a Horizon official Lego set. This actually got leaked a couple months back, and I was really hopeful it was going to happen. There's apparently been a leak for an Uncharted 4 set as well. I, I stay up on Lego leaks, apparently. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a tall neck. It's a Lego tall neck with an Aloy minifig and also a little like watcher that you can build in there. It's really cute. Yep. It's really cool. I hope this means we get more Horizon machines as official Lego sets. Um, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, that's super cool. cool. They're, they're perfect. For I love that. that. Adults welcome. I love that on the trailer. It, it's part of this Lego line that's like, yeah, we're for adults now. It's like, eh, the adults have been using Legos for all of time. But I, I, I really wanted the Titanic one because I'm, I'm a huge oh, Titanic yeah. fan, but it's, it was like, like $600. Yeah. This, this, I think, is only 60 which is for 80. Legos, honestly... Oh, it was it 80? I believe it's 80. I think it's 70 or 80. Which isn't bad I, I, for I will the say, amount for, of pieces. Yes, for it's for like Legos, like it's piece. still reasonable i take my nephew we go to target and he like i want to look at the legos and i'm like that's 95 dollars for that x-wing buddy i don't know about that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah um this yeah i believe this one is uh, did you say 80 jada i see there's 70 or 80 if i remember yeah it's in that range i believe it's around 1100 pieces uh and for that price range that's 22 if i remember right i'm going like off of just pure memory of looking sounds a little there are definitely twos in there somewhere yes uh i i remember that but couldn't remember the exact number either twos confirmed Um, there's it's a pretty good price range because mark you're totally right there is a lego tax for Star Wars and Harry Potter and Marvel sets. They are absolutely more expensive. It's very, yep. very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, also just as a heads up, uh, on the PlayStation production side of things, the movie and TV side, uh, Uncharted is out this week. You can go check out the IGN review. None of us have seen it, so we can't give you our thoughts on it at the moment. Um, but there is a cool new pre-roll that will you know, be their studio production sort of pre-roll for their movies and stuff. Uh, it's a cool little look at a, a bunch of key PlayStation figures in uh, sort of like... 3D printing laser sort of statue looking things. Uh, you got Aloy, Sackboy, Astrobot, uh, Uncharted, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, all represented in there. I don't think I'm missing anything. Uh, Ratchet and Kratos. Clank as well. Kratos, thank you, God of War. Um, his axe is a really cool moment in that. It's a cool little thing that we'll see ahead of them. I hope it means we're getting movies and TV of all those, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's new as well. And speaking of PlayStation movies and TV, uh, there's a big 
television uh, press thing going on at the moment, uh, not worth getting into the specifics of that, but during the HBO-focused presentations, uh, Casey Bloys, one of the heads of HBO, pretty much said, uh, they're not expecting The Last of Us to come out on HBO until 2023, so we won't be getting that this year. Um, Just too bad. I I would have loved, because I I don't think we're going to get Witcher Season 3 this year, and I I think they've said that, and I would have loved for, like, The Witcher is like this Christmas break television show for me and i I would i I was kind of expecting last of us to be like holiday and i that would have been awesome i thought it was going to be a really good like fall sort of release yeah Yeah. like like late october november yeah but uh maybe it'll be early next year but hopefully we'll see it when it's ready of course um (laughs) as as we wrap up mark anything you want to point people to uh to go check out Yes. Uh, so Horizon Forbidden West is a video game that many people will be playing very soon. Uh, there was the embargo on Monday, which was the review and like graphics comparison and stuff like that. That is an embargo I was only able to contribute one video to because that review that embargo was very limited. Tomorrow is my embargo <laughs> and and our wikis team everything we've been working towards mm-hmm. uh is allowed to post tomorrow so it, it'll be like 3 a.m tomorrow is is when we're allowed to because that's the when game, the game technically comes out it starts to be available in different territories so yes yeah, slowly things will come yeah. out obviously uh not things that will spoil anyone uh, nope in, no in spoilers we yeah. i me and Dornbush are working on a video right now where we were like, should we include these couple things? And I'm like, no, because even the game is out in like, I think it's like Australia, right? At like 3 a.m. San Francisco time tomorrow. But most people still don't get the game till 9 p.m. tomorrow, you know, midnight, all that stuff, depending yeah. on what time zone you're in. Yeah. And so I, we very much, I, I honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to show anybody anything of the game, but that's yeah. literally not our job. Like, <laughs> But we've, so, we've tried to keep it as spoiler-free as possible for late-game stuff. Like, you're not going to see anything yeah. too late in the game. Uh, we no, really do want to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so there's some really cool videos that, that I've been working on that I, 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 I want people to watch. But uh, I hope that you guys are all staying spoiler-free on Twitter. I yes. know Twitter is kind of a cesspool right now but yeah. people when, when it comes to spoilers. And, yeah. Yeah, and then and when there's just a few things that us as a company we decided we're not going to show, and so the, none of my videos will have any of that. So yeah, yeah. look yeah. look look to look to IGN tomorrow for some really fun Horizon stuff. There's uh, been it, it, I was just gonna say there's been stuff that's been tweeted out because we're allowed to talk about some things that are pretty late yep. in the game, but don't want to is sort of the yeah yeah. It's just so, us yeah. as an outlet decided to not the yeah. people that are talking about certain things are well within the rights to that's Absolutely. totally fine we yeah. just decided not to but yeah uh, also i just i i really hope people enjoy the game it come yep. you know we won't get to talk to you all again until you've all had a few days with it so i i am very excited this weekend to to see everybody's reactions on twitter i think totally. you guys are going to like it it's a yeah. special game absolutely yep. uh jada anything on your end to plug before we head off so I'm going to plug a couple shout outs for people in our audience that have been, you know, super awesome in the comments section. So first off, Danny, thank you very much. You are awesome. I'm glad you're loving the show. Thank you for all the compliments. I am going to keep on smiling because uh, you <laughs> appreciate my smile. So I'm going to keep smiling. Uh, Reed Scriven, thank you. I love giving in this, these deep dives. Hope you enjoyed today's seafood deep dive. Um, we're going to try and do more of this type of stuff. Uh, and, uh, let's see, Samantha Chandler, uh, loved all of our takes on, uh, Horizon and just how much passion we showed for Forbidden West. So thank you for enjoying it. 
Uh, strip of paper, really enjoyed listening to Mark talk about the scroll guy and how Aloy doesn't put up with his nonsense. So, God, I can't yeah. wait. I can't yeah. wait for people to see I, stuff like it's, that. It's going to be so great. Um, and there's so many more people that I want to call out, but, um, and that's why I've been looking at my phone for the last like two minutes or so because I'm trying <laughs> to find as many people that are just giving out awesome kudos. And so, thank you all. Yeah. And our audience for the YouTube and Twitter and ever all our audio listeners. So I haven't had a chance to dive in. I'm not sure. Do we have like a way of seeing like the audio, audio comments? No, we do. Yeah. We do not have. We don't. Audio we don't have audio comments. So <laughs> if you are an audio listener and you want to get a shout out or leave some feedback for us, please just drop onto the YouTube video or on Twitter, any of our Twitter pages, and just tag us and let us know that you're loving what we're doing. And we'll try and give you guys some shout outs, too, because I really want to reward our audio listeners, too, because they get kind of like they don't get the the cool graphics and the things that we kind of get to see and play off of. And, and I want someone to reward them because, you know, that's it's I really appreciate all of them out there. Well, and of course, if you want to reach out to any of us, you can find us all on Twitter at JM Dornbush yep. for me, at Mark underscore Medina for Mark, and at Jada underscore Rena for Jada. And yeah, thank you to everyone out there who's been supporting the show and, and who enjoyed the spoiler-free discussion of Horizon. Uh, a lot more exciting games to jump into over the coming weeks, but that's going to do it for us on this week's episode. Thank you again to all of you for joining me. Uh, and thank you to Kate, our producer, for making the show happen. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe. And as always, beyond. Beyond. Beyond! IGN FanFest, a massive event celebrating the biggest names in games and entertainment. And it's all powered by you, the fans. Join us for exclusive new looks and deep dives on the most exciting things you can't wait for this year. It's got goosebumps. Brand new gameplay, sneak peeks, stars, and your biggest questions answered. IGN FanFest kicks off on February 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific, so don't miss a second of it. We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics. Which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman Saga and Laura Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, Nat, before we go, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me what Comic-Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands.